Welcome to the Mental Health Hour. We are here tonight for episode 47 of the Mental Health Hour. Um, excellent. I'm so happy to see everybody coming in. Welcome to the live viewers. Welcome to the replay viewers uh, on YouTube and Twitch. Um, and hello, Gemma. How are you today? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Can't complain, I guess. I mean, I could, but we ain't got time for that. But no. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. We uh, got here in the end. And... Um, yeah, we had some good news about Thomas that I can share. We were expecting he might need to have another blood transfusion before we went away because his blood's crashed. He's not been on chemo for nearly two weeks, but no, he has recovered himself. So that is good news. Wow. He's having an anesthetic tomorrow. Awesome. In the morning. But aside from that, yes, he has managed to recover by himself this time. Awesome. The body works in mysterious ways sometimes, huh? It sure does. It sure does. Excellent. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Uh, so, let's get down to it. We are talking about grief and loss tonight. This has been a uh, topic of discussion for, well, since I've been a part of your guys uh life i want to start the show with Gemma giving us a little bit of a rundown on the five stages mm -hmm. oh yeah okay um are you putting the video on or no are you doing that afterwards we got a little video for you guys um just a little recap uh bring it back in from acceptance mm -hmm. um significant loss we've talked about all these things um i wanted to uh this video from psych to go uh they're on our youtube channel mm -hmm. i highly recommend them uh please follow them subscribe uh they have great content um and I would like y'all to watch this. Uh, we'll start the stream with this uh, video, a short six-minute video, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll come back and regroup. Psych2Go is a digital media organization that raises mental health. Oh. Presenting psychological topics in a digestible and relatable manner. Please share our content with those who need it. It's a great way to show your support to us as well. Most people know the common five to seven stages of grief. Shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, testing, and acceptance. Everyone experiences these stages in entirely different ways. While you're grieving, many people will tell you something along the lines of stay strong or it'll get better. While those are predictable and well-intentioned things to say in an attempt to comfort someone, they're not always true. When I was younger, I experienced more than my fair share of grief. 
and after years of reflection, I've come to understand that there is more to grieving than most people realize. I would like to share with you five things about grieving that I desperately wish someone would have shared with me. One, we grieve for more than the dead. Yes, the death of a human being is the most common source of grief, but it's not the only one. You can experience the whole force of grief for anything important to you. You can grieve the loss of a pet. You can mourn the loss of a sentimental object, the loss of a beloved place, or of any kind of relationship or connection. Nothing has to die in order for you to go into mourning. There can be grief for a friendship that has just drifted apart or for the ending of your favorite book series, a home that you've had to move away from. You can grieve for yourself. When you grow and change as a person, pieces can be left behind. Old bits of a personality and mannerisms that we can ache for all the same. Whenever something is lost, no matter what, no matter why, and it causes pain in its absence, that is grief. Two, just stay strong typically goes hand in hand with the denial phase of grief. It's when you're told that despite all the terrible things happening to you, you must stay strong and overcome it. What is not said is that just stay strong should mean when you're done properly grieving, you will still be alive. This will not kill you. You are stronger than your tragedy. Instead of pretend like nothing's wrong, don't let your tragedy affect you. Just keep living regardless. Denial is usually said to be the first or second stage of grief. If you find yourself stuck there, you will never eventually get to acceptance and you will never really be out of your cycle of grief. It's okay to not be strong. That's what people should tell you when you're beginning to grieve. It's all right to cry, to scream, to take time away. It's understandable to feel weak for a bit, so long as you learn to let that weakness go. You do not have to stay strong. If you do, moving on may become difficult. Weakness and vulnerability is part of the grieving process, and it should be accepted. Three, there should be a guilt phase of grief. Often when we lose something, those of us that are still here feel a sense of guilt. Some people feel left behind. Some feel survivor's guilt, in which believe they should also be gone should have died in the other's place. Some simply regret what they missed out on before the end. They regret something they said or did, or the lack thereof. We find a way to place the blame on ourselves, find a way to make circumstances our fault, even when it's not. Facing death often precedes a reevaluation of life. It's only natural that we question things in our time of grief. It's normal to find regrets. You're always going to feel like you could have done something. You're not weird or unhealthy to feel a sense of guilt, but you need to learn to let it go eventually. There's nothing to gain from holding on to it. Instead, turn that guilt into nutriment for what is still alive. Learn from your regrets and use them as a guide to ensure that you live the life you have to the fullest. Four, time means little to the act of grieving. It does not heal all wounds, but merely smooths them over, making it easier to forget their presence. It'll get better is nice, though not necessarily true. And that's okay. There are some things that'll never really go away. Some scars never fade, but that's a fact of life and part of you. It's normal to still be haunted by things that happened long ago, to still grieve years later. 
Do not be down on yourself for being emotionally caught up in the past sometimes. You can't just ignore trauma and tragedy and hope that it'll go away. Nothing fixes itself. To heal requires treatment, whether that be through outside assistance or internal reflection. Acceptance will not just roll around to you. You have to get there yourself. Five, acceptance is more complicated than just admitting to a loss. Acceptance is not a finish line. There is no real finish line with grieving because grief is not a marathon. Rather than a straight shot to the end, it's a winding and confusing maze. Nor is it a one and done thing. More than likely, you will find yourself going through the cycle of grief several times throughout your life. And chances are, you will grieve the same thing more than once. You can regress, and that's perfectly okay. You could be done with grieving for years when suddenly something triggers you and you have to go through it all over again. This usually happens if you did not let yourself grieve properly the first time, but it can still happen to those that have had the proper closure. We're never really done with grieving. We will grieve for as long as we live. The cycle of grief goes hand in hand with the cycle of life, but that is nothing to be afraid of. In order to accept our losses, we must accept the cycle of grief for all that it is. We hope you enjoyed this video, and if you're grieving, we hope that you fully allow yourself to do so. Or maybe you know someone who's grieving. Share this video with them. As always, thanks for watching. Hi. So. Grief is quite a load on all of us. Um, mm -hmm. There's always something that we are grieving. I feel. Um, everything from the beginning of, uh, you know, adulthood has been a process. And mm -hmm. then you move forward and you lose some, you win some, you lose some, you win some, you lose some, you win some. There's always some grieving going on. So Gemma, please. Share with us uh, one time where you felt some traumatic grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, I think the biggest thing for me for grieving was the fact that I'd spent many years training to eventually be a teacher, and then I qualified as a teacher after a long, long path, um, having to redo my GCSEs that we do here uh, at the end of high school because I didn't get enough, I didn't get the grades I needed because I was bullied at school and then having to um, literally then go and do all that, go and do all my training and everything 
to then get the job, get where I wanted to be, but my health had declined so much that um, I, in, in the end, was I was medically discharged from work and then I had to medically retire, which was in 2012. And, yeah, Danny, I didn't win the lottery, don't worry. Um <laughs> It was um, it was quite something because I ended up getting quite um, a payout for leaving. Uh, well, I can't say too much about it, really. I was dismissed from work and it was deemed unfair. And I did get some money out of that. And my depression set in with that. And I tried to do as much as humanly possible to... Um, find things that I could do that wasn't giving up and I ended up spending an awful lot of money on probably stuff I didn't need a lot of it I still use and still do things with now even on the live streaming and that gave me something to do I think I started live streaming around about the same time as um, I came out of work but having to grieve that old life that life that I had wanted for so long and worked so hard to get and then just couldn't do it because I'd been medically discharged from one place, tried to get other jobs and all I could ever get was like fill-in work, maternity cover, things like that. And then eventually I just stopped getting work and I was too poorly to do anything. Yeah. I, I had to accept that I couldn't get any more work, I couldn't do it, and not only could I not do the teaching, but I just couldn't. For the amount of appointments I had and how poorly I always was back then, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't just work. I couldn't work at all, and it was really hard to accept and yeah. try and move on. And like, yeah, I don't even. Like it said about how, how we can regress and things in that video, I think I do sometimes. And certainly the last couple of days, I've been struggling with my mental health again. And that's okay. And I, I do reach out more than I used to. I used to completely confine myself and not speak to anyone for days. But now I will reach out and I will go into other people's broadcasts and just chat and try and do like just be around other people so if you do find me wandering around your broadcasts at silly o'clock for me that's probably what I'm doing um but it's it is for me just a way of I guess coping and the way that I learned to accept that that was now the past was the hardest thing for me to do to accept and move on from that was to let go of everything that I had, pass it on to people that could make use for it, like all the books and the stuff that I had, because they are no good to me now. And it was just taking up so much space. And the week before my holiday, I let them go. I'd been holding on to them for so long. And I had somebody come and help me with the house and sort stuff out. And I let the books go. 
and it was a it was really hard for me to do and I got really upset doing so but afterwards I thought you know what I'm now making room not only mentally but in my house for my new life and things that I can do which is broadcasting and I love broadcasting I really do and that's what I want to do is accept that I can no longer go back to that and by getting rid of these things that was me accepting that and moving forward by finding other things I can do, things that I enjoy and things that will keep me going. Yeah. Um, knowing that you guys, thank you, Jimmy, knowing you guys are interested in what I'm doing, that really helps me to want to keep going. Whereas if I was to sit here and go live and literally nobody watched me, then that would be kind of devastating i mean don't get me wrong i've done that many a times but um it, it's good you know to have to know that you, there's people that have put your back and that support you and that does help with that and reaching out helps as well that's a massive thing yeah. to reach out and ask for help so grief and loss grief and loss uh we all definitely take a, uh, a hit every now and then. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. <clears throat> I, uh, I think you know uh, from my story uh, what I've gone through. Um, divorce and everything like that. Um, there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of loss. How do we manage this, Gemma? How do we keep moving forward? Um, taking uh, the five stages of grief. Once you get to the acceptance. Mm hmm what are we doing to better our lives? Um, I think, like, to make sure you keep on, once you've accepted the situation, whatever it is, make sure that you are doing things that will fulfill, fulfill your life and that make you happy for, I mean... There's a lot of people that do jobs in life that they don't like. But for the most part, if something becomes a chore in your life that you don't like, then you it, you need to rethink that because at the end of the day, we work in order to be able to live. We don't live to work. So we need to make sure that, I mean, I'm not saying go out and quit your job because, you know, bills and stuff. But to enable to accept your situation and to be able to progress and to move forward from that make sure you're doing things that fulfill you in your life reach out to others when you need it again journaling that really helps make yeah. a lot of what you do in your life gratitude things like that gratitude journal making like 
Find, try and find one positive thing from each day, no matter how small it is, um, something that you've achieved, something that you're grateful for. And, like, just reach out to people that you feel like you can reach out to. Don't try to cut yourself off from people. Like, I was great for that, cutting myself off, and that only made things worse, and it only made the anger and the resentment much worse because I was just bringing that on my own. So try and talk to people about it. And if there's something that you're not sure of, like a great thing for me was to write like a list of pros and cons for that, but then also speaking to other people just yeah. to help with that. So, you know, I like it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about grief and loss. On, of course, we have the uh, the the death that we all uh, go through in our families. Um, actually, I was just dealing with some of that earlier today um, as we welcome in Penelope into this. Oh, yeah. We went and uh, we went to the cemetery and, and saw grand, Grandpa, my dad. Um, he was um, was an amazing man, uh, and he would. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I think, like, yeah, especially at this time, you're gonna find things like that hard, right? And without knowing too much about what you were going to say there, I think the best thing, because even though they won't meet the best thing for that, maybe, especially when Penelope's older, like, you have photos, right? Yeah. It's like the... Uh, it, in the room. It's like the words escaped me right there. Yeah. I, I miss my father so much. Um, yeah. And Penelope uh, will forever uh, be with him. But um, anywho, uh, let's get back to the show. Um, sorry. Never apologize for being human. No. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I, I just, I lost all sense of words. I, I couldn't even talk. Like. On a, uh, the irony on a grief and loss broadcast, <laughs> you can lose your words as well, right? It's, it's just funny how um, it hit today. Like, we're, mm -hmm. so we went to the cemetery today. Mm -hmm. to, 
uh, get some good, um, you know, vibes from mm-hmm. Grandpa. That's what we wanted to do, at least. Um, you know, because we're going in uh, April 28th. That's the day. So, um, uh, we, we saw some good friends up there and mm-hmm. it just, uh, it, it's a interesting time for this to hit on, on the grief and loss, uh, episode day. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that? So we'll go through. Denial. Anger. Bargaining. Depression. Acceptance. Hannah! How are you? The five stages of grief are something that we go through every day and we don't even realize it sometimes um Gemma mm-hmm. if you could uh walk us through um the five stages yeah you want to read um Jay's message as well I think that's a lovely one but uh, yeah, so again, now I have remembered them, of course. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Your words went and my memory went today. All, all the loss in one broadcast. What can <laughs> I say? Denial. Um, so yeah, the, the deni- they don't necessarily come in this order. So even though it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, they don't actually have to be in that order. And you can keep flipping back from one to the other everybody's different everybody processes things differently so it doesn't have to be in that order or any order or any amount of time everybody's different whatever works for the person whatever works for you so there's the the denial like with me with the job loss and stuff like I remember thinking, no, this can't be the end of it. I wouldn't accept that that was it for me. And it, it, it's just like trying to like, no, that's not the end of it. Or with loss of a person, not believing or wanting to accept that they're gone. Like, I know there was a very good friend of mine who was also a fellow broadcaster Um, that quite a few people here knew and he passed away a few years ago now and I still can't bring myself to delete his number because it feels too final yeah still in my phone and I was doing some OBS work on my other computer the other night and the last picture that comes up for Streamlabs um for the thing the tip jar thing was his picture yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, no, I can't use that. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I can. Um, it, it just hit me. So denial, again, like coming round, even after all these years. And then the anger, like when that 
really sort of set in the anger looking for blame looking for somebody to blame for the situation or for the death or for what has happened like again with my job and things looking for blame and ang the anger of why me why is all this happening to me why does everything bad happen to me yeah and then with the loss of a person why why them what if like that's when the bargaining comes in what if they hadn't been there on that night or like what if something else looking for other situations running through different scenarios and things of like um when i know when my brother had his car accident and stuff we were like well you know what if he hadn't have gone away that night what if trying to run through other situations and scenarios and you can't undo what's happened so there's no way and no amount of thinking about different situations and scenarios that is going to ever change what's happened you can't do that so trying to as difficult it is not not run through all those bargaining things it's not going to change what's happened unfortunately and then I guess as you're working towards the acceptance, I guess the depression sits in. Um, the depression of, like, again, with my work, getting very depressed because I wasn't getting up and getting ready to go for work to work. I, I used to love going and feeling like I was making a difference to other people's children, growing yeah like making them shaping their future and i think the reason that i wanted to go into teaching for one of the reasons and i always thought why am i being so crazy wanting to go into teaching when i had such a horrible time at school myself but i think that's why i wanted to go into it because i had such a horrible time because i was bullied so much that i wanted to go and try and make a difference for even just one other child if I could shape their future into something better mm -hmm. it would feel to me like I'd done a good job yeah and I wasn't getting that anymore and the depression really sat in and that's when I went a little bit crazy with the spending and I I was one of those that would take great delight in finding happiness through spending or I thought that's what I was getting through I thought I was getting happiness through spending money on things and it was just material things and it wasn't at all giving me any real happiness and it's when I could no longer do that because money doesn't last forever that Again, I went through the whole five stages of grieving again, not only for the job loss, but for the fact that I'd just blown all this money. So that was really hard again to cope with. And that's what it said on that video that you can regress and go over it all again. Sure like, yeah. Even down to the other stuff that I've shared with you on here about the, like with the things that I've had medically done, Ray. Hey, Ray. One of the um, the newest things I've had to, I guess, grieve for is the loss of, again, 
how I am because I have had the tube and the surgery and things put into me. It made me feel less of a woman, shall we say, and I had to grieve for, again, what I was. It's a very interesting um, way of looking at it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I definitely grieved the loss of my old life mm -hmm. when I had to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. um, I know uh, people are probably tired of hearing about, oh, Tim drinking, blah, 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 blah. But, no, but uh seriously um it was a an absolute um grief process to lose that life uh what when they said you have to stop drinking or it will kill you mm -hmm. um it, i came to terms with that and uh, well, you know, after after the second go around with it, uh, I came to terms with it, and uh, I was okay with it. I, I have to do this. I have to, if I want to stay alive, I have to affect this. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it was a complete grieving process. Mm -hmm. My whole life was shattered. Because everything that I did revolved around that drinking. And uh, now all of a sudden, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, so I'm walking around like, uh, well, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's a whole new life. Um, and it, it really can break down to something so simple as to, um, uh, you can grieve uh, the loss of your favorite pair of underwear, you know, like that, that cut deep when they, told me that at rehab. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a favorite pair of underwear or a favorite pair of socks. And uh, I know I, I have a favorite pair of socks. I love my and one socks, you know. And if they don't have them at Walmart, I am upset. <laughs> So you go through a grieving process there. Mm -hmm. like, there is little times when you grieve. So basically, I just wanted to throw out there that mm -hmm. uh, uh, and Gemma, we can discuss. Um, we definitely go through these five stages of grief. Yeah. For more I think we're all reunited with the loss of Periscope. Like people have mentioned in here, the loss of Periscope. Some people are still mentioning Periscope. And it is. That is where a lot of us met and got together. And even Haps. 
the platform that it once was and the things that we had, even though HAPS still exists. HAPS was... It's HAPS not how great. it was. HAPS was great. And then they and then they cut you in half. In, mm -hmm. and then... It was, yeah, it was the coming to terms with that and the acceptance of that. And I don't think because of how it was that some of us will ever accept how it was done. Or I don't understand, I don't understand yeah. what that was all about. I'm not even sure that they do, to be fair. I really don't. But we're I, not going to get into that. But yeah, we're not talking to broadcast. But it's like, it's definitely Periscope. For the longest time, I, I even I went on many of the meetups and things that we had with Periscope. I even went to LA and met loads of people. There was about 50 odd of us there. And that was amazing. And I definitely felt bittersweet when it all finally came to an end. And I hoped that it was just some kind of April Fool's joke. <laughs> Because it was the 1st of April that it went. And I was like, this is going to be some kind of April Fool joke, surely. Yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't. And I still haven't deleted the app off my phone. It is still on my phone. I can't get rid of it. But it was something that we all met so many amazing people in. And it was just how it was just taken away. That's something that I think we will be, all be reunited in the the grief and loss of Periscope because it had so many amazing things and so many amazing people. And we all felt reunited and we all felt, yeah, there were the trolls and there were the downsides to Haps and the Haps Periscope and the drama where there always is. But for the most part, it was really good and really like together. And I think we all miss that. Uh, just want to pick up on something Jay said about six and seven stages of grief. Uh, grief, grief, grieving, being able to speak right now. Um, I have them here. There's um, shock and denial. They put as one pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression, upward turn, reconstruction, and acceptance and hope. That's if you're going to go for the seven, but for the most part, it's five. Yeah. So uh, Jay. I appreciate that. Um, I am a simple man. Um, when I was learning all this stuff and breaking it down, uh, I needed the, you know, the bare bones. The, mm. I wanted, I wanted the, the salt and pepper. Um, so yeah, there there can be five, there can be seven, there can be ten, mm -hmm. there can be thirteen stages of grief. There's always gonna be more. There's always gonna be uh forever. You know, different. The, the basic five and it it's the same thing with being a firefighter. Like like uh you start learning uh the fire triangle. Now it's the fire tetrahedron. Whatever. Mm -hmm. They gotta add shit. It's it, 
It's I've found even 12 here, 12 stages of grief yeah, and 12 well, stages of addiction. It's five stages forever. of Yeah. It can go on forever. And yeah, everyone's Love, different. Anger, bargaining, depression, mm -hmm. acceptance. Yeah, they're the main ones. Like, yeah. That's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, and we can and we can stem off from there. Mm -hmm. Certainly. They did give us an extra. So, um, basically, today's stream was, or today's mental health hour was grief and loss. We wanted to talk about how, uh, or I wanted to uh, put it in the forefront that death is not the only thing. It is so huge to remember that you need to keep your uh, wits about you uh, and keep checking in with yourself uh, because little things pop up all the time. And you go, you run through those five stages of grief and you don't even realize it. Um, and that depresses you. It makes you, it, it does. It, it, it puts you in a depressed mood. So just keep your wits about you. Um, it's not all about death. Significant loss is uh, definitely a Dimmy, Dimmy. Thank you for the gifted sub to Eric J. Gaming. Mm. Awesome. Uh, very nice. Uh, and he resubscribed. Ray, awesome. Uh, you guys are the best. Um, where was I? What was I? Um, yes, it is not just death, though. Uh, mm -hmm. Keep your wits about you. These little things that you don't think about, that's what keeps popping up. You know, uh, the male's late. Uh, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. um, something didn't go right. Nothing ever goes right. Blah, 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 blah. You know, these little things snowball. And then they keep on keeping on. And next thing you know, you got a big old thing on your shoulders. Yeah. You start with the one thing. And it is e it's really easy to get into that cycle of thinking where you're like, it starts with just one thing. Like I, I did it the other day. I'd made myself a drink, just got ready because I had an appointment, spilled it down my top, and I'm like, now I've got to go change again. Then I was late. Then they were late seeing me, and it was just like it was just one thing after another. And then yeah. I was allowing myself to snowball think that everything was going wrong. That entire day was a complete disaster. And it just 
made me feel so bad and I was just having the worst day and a lot of that was psychological because I'd allowed myself to get into that mindset that was accepting that everything goes wrong and that everything's a disaster and everything I do is wrong and you know it was just trying to accept that things sometimes go wrong and that they are out of your control there's a lot to be said for that I guess and yes like things things go wrong bad things happen to good people and that is unfortunate it's how you I guess process some of that and how you like deal with that and not allowing yourself to get caught up in the thought process of everything going wrong and growing on that negativity and yeah it's really easy to do it though I'm I am one of the world's worst for doing that allowing myself to get drawn into all the negative stuff and thinking that I'm a complete disaster and it all started the other day just by me spilling coffee down my top and ended up ending the day where I thought I was a complete disaster on um, uh, being a mother, everything, just absolutely everything. And yeah, that bottle of wine was the same day. Uh, I don't, I think that's what you're referring to, Danny. I had um, a bottle of wine that literally exploded the other day. And apparently it's because it's not, it wasn't fermented properly or something, but I allowed myself to think that that was another sign and that it was just because I'm bad and it was in a raffle prize that Thomas won. Obviously, I had to claim it because it was alcohol in there as well. But um, it was just like, again, me thinking, oh, well, that happened because of that. And it was just, it, it just I really allowed it to escalate that day. And uh, make sure that you're letting that, <clears throat> make sure you have an outlet for your grieving, mm -hmm. for your grieving process. You need an outlet. You need a friend. You need uh, somebody. <sighs> a good, a good friend. Mm -hmm. Good friend. A good Gemma. You got to have an outlet. You got to let that shit go. Because. Yeah. And when the shit hits the fan. You know. And it all starts bottling up. Like look. You know. It's funny y'all mentioned that wine bottle. Um, mm -hmm. Piece of glass. Um, today. Is the day. Of. That Avicii passed away. Um, oh my self god! Yeah. Self-inflicted. Um, mm -hmm. It all bottles mm -hmm. up. Now this guy was. Uh, this was a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, talked with Eric about anxiety. Um, but uh, there was a lot of grief there, too. 
I think a lot of it came through in his songs because I I listen to a lot of his songs and I can relate to a lot of them. And I think that because I use music a lot to help me with my mental health and sometimes I will listen to certain music depending on the way I'm feeling. Absolutely. And a lot of those songs I related to and I think that in a way... I don't th I don't think people realized it but I think that the the songs he was making was his outlet and I really believe that he was trying to tell people how he felt in his music and unfortunately it was too little too late you know yeah. that was a hell of a loss but they say like some people think that when you have fame and money and everything you have it all but then when you look at the people like Robin Williams and Avicii and there's so many other people that have seemingly had it all but then taken their lives or it had their lives taken because of depression or committed suicide due to being depressed, mm -hmm. you really don't know what someone's going through. Okay. So check in with people, you know. Check in with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems yeah. a really good place to mention the Discord. <laughs> check in there. Check in on the Discord. Absolutely. Yeah. Please. Mm -hmm. um, it was. It was April 20th, 2018. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Avicii. Mm -hmm. I, hope, I hope you found peace. Um, that's what he was searching for. Um, very true, Hattie. Very true. We'll put that on. Sometimes, no matter what you've got, if you don't have someone to confide in, it's not enough. And it can be sometimes having too much, having seemingly having everything can be too much as well. Yep. Um, I remember there was a couple over here that won the lottery. A few, quite a few years ago now, and they went public with it. They'd won a huge amount of money, and they went public with it, and they had loads of splurges and stuff. And they said one of the worst things they did was telling people they had this money because everybody had a sob story. Everybody needed money, and they never knew who was genuine and who wasn't, who was there for the money and who wasn't. So sometimes when you have seemingly have a lot, you maybe don't because then it's hard to know who is actually around for the right intentions as well. Because there are a lot of people out there that will come into your life for the wrong reasons. It's getting to the, it's knowing the people that are there for the right reasons. And I think definitely think that it's when you're at your absolute lowest it's the people that can see behind the smile it can it's the people that hear what you're not saying and you know even if you don't reach out with like if you can then you definitely should yeah always i'd say if you can and if you have someone you care about, if if they seem out of character, just check up on them. Check in. 
Mm-hmm. Extend a hand. Yeah. Um, uh, especially in times of grief and loss. Grief and loss is tough. Let's mm-hmm. uh let's wrap this up. Emma. Yeah. Um, grief and loss. <laughs> grief and loss is tough. Um, you need a friend. You need a pal. You need an outlet. You need to process what happened. Um, it could be something simple, like they took uh, my favorite pair of socks out of. They're they're never making them again. Or your favorite beer, or your favorite soda. You know, uh, you grieve your uh, retirement mm-hmm. when you retire. Gemma was medically retired. She talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you grieve not going, not having that purpose anymore. Mm-hmm. You grieve death. You grieve everything. Uh, it's literally everything. They could change uh, the highway uh, system. Not the highway, but uh, they could make a put a new light in, and that would screw things up. And it would be a grieving process because mm-hmm. something, and now it's gone. And yeah, that it's just everywhere. You don't realize that everybody hears grief and loss. We we think about instantly. We think about death, mm-hmm. death of a loved one, death of a family member. But please remember that you go through this all the time and sometimes you don't even realize it so oh yeah definitely check in with yourself and um, be kind to us on the discord mm-hmm. let's wrap it up yep go ahead uh Gemma tell them Tell them about all the social media stuff. Yeah. Um, I can do that one. Um, so, yeah, the Discord. I think um, I have to put it in the chat already. I definitely saw it. Um, but, yeah, thank you for that. As always, Hattie, you're on top of all that for us. Thank you. Uh, join that Discord if you haven't already. Um, and reach out if you need to either publicly on there. There's loads of people that will talk to everybody or privately. Both Tim and myself would willingly talk to any of you. Um, There is a mailing list that I am putting together. There is a link for that in the Discord and on the bio link for once a month, positivity mail, stuff like that. I've got a couple of things I'm also doing at the moment. But on the bio link, there is the website where we put all the guests and stuff and everything else about the Mental Health Hour. The YouTube channel, which we do the Mental Health Moments, which is just 10 minutes or less of each discussion that we've had in the past or ones that haven't been done yet. I think there's one on grief and loss. 
Yeah. Um, ten minutes or less on YouTube, two and a half, three hours to record. Yeah. And that's just the intro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check those things out. There's loads and loads mm. on there. Thank you, Patty, mm. for that. Um above that on the screen. The um there's plenty on there on the bio link and plenty more to come as well. So watch this space. Awesome, awesome. And don't forget about our bunny. We Ella the bunny mom. She was on episode 16. Go to the YouTube channel. Oh what for the mental health hour. Go to YouTube. The mental health hour. Type in Ella the Bunny Mom. The mental health hour. You'll find her. Here she is. When I turn them on, the green. Oh, look, there we go. The, the thing green. It went green. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, but uh, seriously, though, Ella the Bunny Mom on Twitch. Follow her. Give her uh, some support. Uh, go to her website, uh, Addie. Um, thank you for putting that together uh, right there, <laughs> presented on screen. Uh, Fire Dude 15 to save 15% on your order. Over. But guess what? There's all kinds of other shit coming. <laughs> there- <laughs> I love I've got, how you put it. I've got birthdays. I've got I've got a baby coming. I've got oh dear. There's there's never a dull moment, you know. There's always time to go to www.mybunnyvalentine.com and you can just treat yourself, you know. Why not? Yeah, and search around there. Uh, there's all kinds of good shit on that website, and uh, and. Oh, you have a way with words, Tim. <laughs> what do you mean? There's all, there's all kinds of great stuff on the website. And it, everything goes to help Ella help rescue bunnies. And we love Ella. Mm-hmm. And Gemma loves Ella. All right. I am tired. I did not sleep well last night. Yeah. Uh, remember Get used our- to Get used to that. <laughs> Yeah, I am a tired guy today. You have seven days to catch up. <laughs> we will. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, program note. Oh, don't forget. I'm sorry, Jim. 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 Jim in Chicago land on Twitch tonight. Please go. To Catalyst, the candlelight stream you all love so much. I love it. I'll be there because I probably won't be able to sleep because my back hurts. Anywho, that's besides the point. Um, catch everything at biolink dot bio dot link slash t m h h and next week. We will be live Wednesday, and I go for the baby on Thursday. So, we're going to...
we'll, we'll figure it out from there. I forgot. That's you. Yeah. I typed it on the wrong computer. It did it as you? <laughs> what? I typed the bio link in this one, and it typed it as you. If I uh, anyway, it's just the bio link. <laughs> so the baby's coming next Thursday, unless she decides she wants to come earlier. Uh, the C-section is scheduled for next Thursday. Mm -hmm. So we will do a mental health hour on Wednesday night next week. Just so long as she doesn't come during the mental health hour because I don't think <laughs> my heart can take yeah. that. It's, it's, coming. it's coming down the pike. We've um, only had one episode where literally I was on edge and it was when you were doing it from the fire station and we had Jim on. And yeah. for that whole hour, I was like, please, nobody have any fires or any incidents over where you are because I just can't do it. So, nope. yeah. No, nope, no. Nope. So, um, is Sarah on? Sarah's on right now. Let's go raid Sarah. Everybody, mm -hmm. everybody have a good, safe night. We love mm -hmm. everybody here. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week. Uh, more baby updates to come. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, thanks for thanks for all the bits. Thanks for all the subs, Dimmy. Dimmy, you're amazing. Uh, you know, we love you all. Night, guys. Nice. We'll see you next time. Bye.